Hey, it's Ella and Daddy, and you're listening to the Not Me But You podcast, where our goal is to speak out the truth of the Bible so that our listeners may be encouraged to live in a manner worthy of their calling. Together, we pray that God would use this episode to strengthen and guide you on your faith journey. Without further ado, enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. Today, we are going to continue our sin series. This is part two. If you have not listened to part one yet, definitely go back and listen because there are some things in that episode that will help you to be able to understand more in this episode. It's all going to build off of each other. So if you have not listened to that yet, definitely go and do that. But if you have listened, today we are going to be talking about different types of sin. And so this is going to go more in depth of basically some of the theology behind sin, if that makes sense. We're not going in super deep, but we're going to do more than just like, do not steal, do not murder, do not lie, you know, that kind of thing. So, right. Kind of answering some questions like, is all sin equal? Are there worse worse sins than others? And then like Ella said, answering, you know, what's the difference between like a willful sin or an involuntary sin? Kind Mm -hmm. of just exploring that realm of sin. Yeah. It's not always super fun stuff to listen to us talk about sin, but um, I definitely think that this is beneficial to every believer and just understanding more about sin and our human nature. So Right, and I think the more we understand sin, the more we understand how broken we are and the more we understand we need a Savior. Mm-hmm. So it's really that, okay, let's understand how I fall short each and every day and why I need Jesus each and every day. Yes, definitely. Okay, so our first question we're going to talk about is, is all sin equal? Million dollar question. I feel like this gets talked about a ton. And this is something that I've never really understood. Like, it's just, there's so many differing viewpoints on it. I've never really taken my own stance on it or looked into it very much just because I've gotten so many mixed answers to this question in my life but we are going to do our best to explain that today so So. is all sin equal well first off the bible tells us that all sin leads to death so it doesn't matter if i murdered someone or i stole five dollars boom all sin equals death i'm broken at that point i'm in need of a savior and if i don't have that i deserve death but i think one of the things that makes this really hard for us to understand is like the american judicial system Mm -hmm. and that's because we like to think the crime should fit the punishment and we really believe that so we go to hearing and we sit in court and then we decide based on what happened the crime what type of punishment that person should have and you know if it's a small little crime we give them a smaller punishment as the severity gets worse, the punishment gets worse. And I think it's such ingrained in us as humans as we want to give the person what they deserve. Mm -hmm. We want to give them exactly what they deserve and we lack grace so often. We're like, oh, I don't really want to forgive that because you deserve that. You did that. And so I think that's where we get that perverted sense of, hey, 
all sin is equal. We all deserve death. Doesn't really matter. We all get the same punishment. Where he's like, no, 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 no. I only stole five dollars. They murdered someone. Mm, like I'm totally way better than them, mm-hmm. which is not correct. Right. And I think an important thing to remember with this whole like, you know, how come if I steal five dollars, I deserve death, and then that person murders someone, and they deserve death too. Well, it's important to remember that. God is infinitely holy, infinitely valuable, infinitely perfect and worthy. And so even the tiniest little sin is deserving of infinite punishment because it is sin against an infinitely holy God, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah, James 2.10 says, Whoever keeps the whole law and yet stumbles at just one point is guilty of breaking it all. Because the moment we do that one offense, it's broken. I break a little piece off of a plate and I drop it. Piece falls off. It's a broken plate. It's no longer perfect anymore. Yeah. doesn't matter if I cracked it in half or just a little piece came off. It's no longer there. Right, right. So with that, just identifying the fact that all sin leads to death, I want to talk about how even though all sin leads to death, there is different severity of sin which kind of sounds like they're contradicting each other but it's still like they still work hand in hand so in the old testament we see that god gives different punishments for different sins which tells us that there is some variation in the severity of sin to god and in the new testament jesus explains judgment at his second coming in luke 12 verse 47 and 48 he says the servant who knows the master's will and does not get ready or does not do what the master wants will be beaten with many blows but the one who does not know and does things deserving of punishment will be beaten with few blows so even though every single sin is deserving of eternal punishment, not all sin is necessarily equal in what sort of punishment it does face. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I like to think about it like a wave in the ocean and how like a larger wave creates a bigger ripple. Mm. So when I'm, I'm dealing with more serious sin, it's going to affect more things in my life. So I might have just told a little white lie and it really might not affect a whole lot in my life. Yeah, I deserve eternal punishment because of it, but looking at it in life terms, you know, it doesn't create a huge effect. But if I'm dealing with something super serious, it's affecting the relationships of the people around me and it's affecting my attitude and all these sort of things because I'm stuck in this sin trap and that's that ripple. So the more serious the wave, the larger the ripple it's going to face and the more it's going to penetrate into other areas of my life Mm -hmm. so yes sin is all equal and it's all deserving of death but yet there is certain sin that is going to cause more earthly consequences because of it right yeah and i think it's important to to remember not to be fixated on ranking sin like what's the worst what's not so bad whatever because when we're committing sins, that's a heart issue. And like, no matter how serious we think it is, there's still something going on in our heart there. And so we just need to be focused on repenting of our sin, trusting in Jesus for salvation and relying on the Holy Spirit to keep us from sinning. 
Right. And in the Bible, there's that verse of like, you know, pluck your eye out and chop your arm off if it causes you to sin. Mm -hmm. And that's saying how serious it is. It's like, get rid of it. And it didn't say like, oh, if your hand causes you to murder, you should cut it off. It's like, no, any little sin, anything that we identify as sin, we need to be actively plucking that out of our lives. Mm -hmm. And even if it's a small ripple or a really large ripple, like Let's get rid of it all. Right. As Christians, we should hate sin the same way that God hates sin. And it's hard to do when we are sinful people, but that's where we need the grace of God. And we need the Holy Spirit to be in our hearts and sanctifying us to get us to that point where we do hate sin. Right. And I think the best part about sinning big or dealing with a bigger sin, like if there is a silver lining in all of that, is just the great understanding of grace that comes after mm. dealing with that large sin. Yeah. Because after, you know, you either obtain victory or you're dealing with it and you've brought it to light and maybe you got an accountability partner or all these different things and you're open and you're vulnerable and you're actively doing what the Bible says to overcome and combat sin. Like after you're doing that, you're like, wow, I... I really was broken there. I really couldn't do that on my own. I really needed Christ's forgiveness right there. You know how we always talk about like hardships make you a stronger, better person. Kind of the same thing in the Christian walk. You know, the more we struggle with sin and even deep sin that is infiltrating our lives and destroying relationships and all these, you know, big things, that's helping us understand God's grace so much more Mm -hmm. and like that is the beauty of that yeah well i mean just look at the apostle paul i always think about him like he was literally persecuting christians and he hated the church he hated god hated christians and then god turned his life around and paul became huge in the founding of the christian church and just spreading the gospel and It's just crazy how God's grace and just how God works in sin. And even though we're broken, he can still use us. Right. And then that kind of rises the question too, is there unforgivable sin? And it's like, okay, Paul murdered Christians, was turning people actively away from Christ. And yet God used him and Mm -hmm. brought him to the truth and Paul ended up preaching the truth. Like, it was amazing. He brought so many people to Christ and he ended up dying for Christ. All of these amazing things. So if I murder someone, is that unforgivable? Let's look up Paul. Right. Right, no. God's not going to just like flick of the wrist. Oh, you murdered someone, whatever, it's fine. You have to repent of that sin and truly be sorry in your heart and turn to God and turn to Christ. So yes, all sin is forgivable, but you have to be willing to give that up and repent of that for it to be forgiven in the first place. Right. And as humans, we are extremely slow to forgive Mm -hmm. compared to God. God forgives just graciously and extremely fast. Whereas we're like, yeah, no, he murdered someone. We're done. Like, Mm -hmm. it's going to take a while. You got to earn my trust back. God, that doesn't work like that. God Mm -hmm. forgives at the snap of a finger. Right. You just have, as soon as we're ready, God's ready. Right. Exactly. All right, so the next thing we're going to talk about are the different types of sin specifically. So the two things we're going to talk about here is willful sin and instinctual sin. So willful sin, it's also called presumptuous sin. 
is basically, I think of it as like premeditated crime. Like, you know, with murder, like premeditated first degree is like the worst of the worst. And then, you know, the whole list goes on in the various degrees. But basically, it's saying like, I'm going to do this and and no one can stop me. I know what God says about this. I know it's wrong, but I don't care. I'm going to do this. And so it's committed in direct contradiction to what somebody knows is true. Even the most devout Christian who knows the Bible front to back can still fall into willful sin. It's a lot easier to fall into than people realize, I think, a lot of times. And even David knows in Psalm 19, verse 13, he says, Keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Willful sin, like we said, is committed knowing that what you're doing is a sin. And so even though you know it's wrong in those moments of weakness, you still do it. Right. I I think of it as the I don't care attitude. It's like, yeah, I know this is wrong, but I really want this. And mm-hmm. so I'm going to do it anyway. And it's very self-centered and I focused. Yeah. And like that sin itself is where we take God out of the center of it. And it's not, how can I honor God by keeping and obeying his commandments? But it's rather, this is what I want right now. And I want it really bad. So it doesn't matter if I have to break the law and sin to get what I want. I'm committed to this. So it's right. it's knowing what is right, but willfully choosing the wrong path. I really believe that willful sin is basically those moments where in the battle between your flesh and the spirit in you, the flesh wins. And so the spirit in you knows that this sin is wrong, but the flesh wins in this moment when your spirit is weak and you sin. Right. And correct me if I'm wrong in thinking this, but you know those people that struggle, struggle, (laughs) those people that struggle with anger, I feel like they're more prone to willfully sin because once you're in that state of anger and you're like, oh my gosh, I just have to do this right now, Mm -hmm. or any extreme emotion, you're more apt to willfully sin. And it's because we're not allowing the truth to be in control of us and the truth of what the Bible says and the word of God, but rather we're allowing our emotions to dictate our response. Yeah. And it's like, I'm jealous. I feel this way. Therefore, I'm going to act this way, even though I know the truth. And the more we learn and understand the truth and meditate on God's word and really get that pounded into our brains because as humans we're filled with flesh we want to sin and so the more we get that you know stuck in our brains i think the easier it will be to not willfully sin sin will not be our first response right we kind of talked about the whole emotions thing in our know your truth episode and how living by our emotions we don't believe in doing that as christians and no, you shouldn't like push down all your emotions and ignore all emotion. Like understand your emotions, know what you're feeling, but don't live by your emotions and don't let your emotions dictate your life. Don't let them run your life because that's a lot of times where people do fall into willful sin because like Addie said, they're just letting their feelings, they're getting caught up in this moment and they're letting that control them. So Right. And it's not to say that feelings are all bad and that they should be ignored completely, but 
it is something I think that the devil can easily use to pull Christians away with that just simple thought of you feel this way, let's act upon it. Right. Which is not not correct but right that's just why it's so important to live by the spirit and be in tune to the holy spirit inside of us so right yeah okay moving on so that was we just covered willful sin and the next one is instinctual or involuntary sin which just as the name implies it's basically sinning without realizing it's happened so Mm -hmm. i sinned but I didn't necessarily willful, willfully sin. It just happened naturally. Yeah. yeah. And even though it might have just happened on instinct or you didn't and you didn't realize it was a sin, whatever, it's still sin and it still deserves punishment. And in Acts 17, verse 30 through 31, it says, In the past, God overlooked such ignorance, but now he commands all people everywhere to repent. For he has set a day when he will judge the world with justice by the man he has appointed. He has given proof of this to everyone by raising him from the dead. So even though you might not realize that you sinned, that sin is still deserving of punishment. And that's why I believe it's so important to be in your Bible and to be praying and relying on the Holy Spirit so that when you do have those oopsie sins, that instinctual sin, whatever it may be in your life that your eyes are open to that and the Holy Spirit will convict you of that and you can repent of that and move forward and just be sanctified in your faith. Right. And that is the amazing part of grace is that we don't even know we did a certain sin, so we don't know we did it, but it's already covered. And that's the amazing part of the gospel because I think it would be in my human thought process it's a little unfair to charge me with a sin that i didn't know i did you know what i mean Mm -hmm. where it's like if you go to a different country and you're driving on the wrong side of the road but you didn't know that you were driving on the wrong side of the road because you know we drive on this side the right side of the road here and left side there blah 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 (laughs) you get pulled over and you're like i didn't know officer like i really didn't know that this was wrong but i'm sorry Mm -hmm. and coming before god in that way and i think you know, if I was a parent and a child came to me with that of like, oh, I didn't know I did that wrong. I'm so much in my human flesh, much more able to quickly forgive that because I'm like, you're right. You know, you really, you really Mm -hmm. didn't know. God does not work like that. God doesn't work like, oh, you knew so harder punishment. You didn't know less. But that does go back to the ripple effect of bigger more mm-hmm. willful sin that is larger in our life will create a larger ripple effect than the smaller yeah. little stuff. Yeah, right. definitely. Um, even though it is a lot of times we look at ignorant sin as just like the little stuff, whatever, it's still not an excuse to live in disobedience and to be like, oh God, I just didn't know. Like we're not as innocent as we like to think we are. And deep down there's a part of us where we know, but in those cases where it truly is um, involuntary sin, there is still forgiveness. In 1 Timothy 1 verse 13 says, Even though I was once a blasphemer and persecutor and a violent man, I was shown mercy because I acted in ignorance and unbelief. And that was the Apostle Paul talking there in that verse. And like we talked about him earlier, like he was one of the biggest persecutors of the Christian church and God totally changed his life. 
and he wasn't a believer, so he honestly had no idea. So. Right. If you never read the book of Acts before, I would definitely recommend go reading that, and that really walks through um, Paul's life and just how he was this awful person, I guess <laughs> I can call him that, yep. and how God really transformed and used him, and I think in a way we all are Paul's. We are all just these people that we need this transformation yeah. of God, and we need we need that to come into us and just to be the person that, you know, the potential that God has put inside us. And with Addie's analogy to us all being Paul's, we might not all be persecutors of the Christian church. We might not all be haters of God and murderers, but like we mentioned, all sin is sin. Therefore it's all deserving of death. So whether you're just living in unbelief and maybe some instinctual sins that you don't realize you're doing, or maybe you're a persecutor of the church and you absolutely hate God. That sin is still sin. It's all deserving of death, and that's why it's so important to repent of that sin and to trust in Jesus for salvation. Right. And the first step to salvation through Jesus Christ is that realization of the sin Mm -hmm. and the realization that, wow, I really have fallen short. Yeah. Because you you can't have that grace and forgiveness that God offers before realizing where you've gone wrong and just the weight of your own sin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's why it's so important to be praying and asking God to open your eyes up to sin in your life and just that he would convict you of that sin in your life. Right. And you can pray too for that ignorant sin that you're like, God, I know I'm sinning and have no idea I'm sinning and praying like, God, open my eyes to the sin in my life. Open my eyes to where I fall short so that I can fix it. And that really is the mark of a true Christian of God, show me where I'm wrong because I want to be in right standing before you. Yes. Yeah. So I guess our main takeaway with this episode is just no matter what type of sin that you have in your life, Christ died for you and he took the punishment for that sin. All you have to do is surrender it to him, give it up, repent of your sins, and um, just surrender your life to Christ and let him take control of that. Right. And if you are a Christian, it's saying that prayer we just said two minutes ago of, Lord, open my eyes to this sin. Mm-hmm. How can I be more like you each and every day right we want to get to the point in our faith where we hate sin and so um i'm hoping and i'm praying that all of our fellow believers listening out there would not have any instinctual sin in their life because um, we want to show other people the fruit of our faith and we want to show other people our faith and so getting out of the instinctual sin habits and willful sin too um is super important. So we'll be praying for all of you guys listening. I hope you guys enjoyed this little sin episode. We we have a couple more coming. However, as you listen to this, if you're thinking of more questions of like, hey, I wonder about this, or I wonder about this about sin, or even if it doesn't deal with sin, mm-hmm. hit us up. Let us know. We really want this podcast to be geared um, towards you guys, towards our listeners. It's not just for ourselves. <laughs> Trust me, this podcast is not for us. We wouldn't be doing it for ourselves it's quite a bit of work (laughs) yeah it's really hard but god gave us this podcast and we just want to be good stewards of it so like addy said send us any questions you have because we have no limit on this sin series here we're just 
trusting God and going as he um, sends us some episode ideas. So right. that's our motto in life. Trust God and the rest will follow. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening and have an amazing day. Bye. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to our show. As always, we'd like to remind our listeners that we're born into a broken world. With that being said, we're not perfect, and we ask our supporters to always fact-check our words and opinions on the one and only truth of the Bible. We would absolutely love to hear your episode suggestions or feedback. Check us out on Instagram by typing not me but you productions into the search bar. Thanks again for the love and support.